Yo, I put it like wow. This the sound. These oaks don't work hard like me. I hope they know by now. Bail, bail. Stand my ground. Throw these money trees go overseas like Percy Tow. I'll make sure you stay around. Quiet when I'm under loud. No negatives allowed. Me positivity took a vow. I always play to win. Don't anticipate loss. Mind always in the clown, my boy. Never think about the drop. Never, ever, ever think about the drop. Welcome to it, sports fans. It is the MKT show. I'm MKT. This is the show with my name in it. Um, in Atlanta, Georgia. Atlanta. In Atlanta. So when you go fetch somebody's car, um, it's <laughs> traffic in Atlanta is not a joke. Traffic in Atlanta is not a joke. Great week for sport. What a weekend of sport that we've just come out of. Um, you know, I, I gotta tell you, part of the, part of the cool, po- sort of side of observing sport on the global uh, spectrum is that I love what's happening in the NFL, NBA, MLB, NBA, and then I get to kind of watch the football as well. The one thing we don't get to do here, I have no idea what's happening in the cricket, by the way. I just saw Australia, Pakistan, ridiculous pitch. I mean, you, you can't have, you can't have a thousand runs. You, you can't have a thousand runs. I mean, come on, guys. No good. A thousand runs for basically one, two innings. Pakistan literally lost zero wickets in the second innings where they made 250. Uh-uh. Can't have that. But we don't, we don't get any of that. So there's, there's no, um, cricket here at all. By the way, like zero cricket. So it's not ideal, but cool thing about being in America is you can observe all of the sports in the world. If you're not in America, it's too late everywhere else. Like, I can't can't wake up on a Sunday, 3 a.m. or midnight, be watching the NFL. You know what I mean? Whereas here, if I lived here, I'd be able to watch the Premier League. So the Premier League's really early in the morning. I'm an early riser anyway, so it's perfect. It's a the earliest games, if it's a lunchtime kickoff, it's around 7 p.m. Oh, sorry, 7 a.m., um, 7.30 a.m. around there. And it goes 9.30 a.m. And the last game is about sort of 2, 3.30 in the morning or in the afternoon. And then you head into the basketball. And I would imagine when it's football season, they're playing in the afternoon. So it's perfect. Really, really perfect. So from a business point of view, maybe living in America wouldn't be the worst thing, i got to tell you. I got to tell you, it's much easier to be a global sports show and live here. Having said that, boy, oh boy, is it tough to, it's tough to be a global consumer here because everything is shaped around NFL, uh, right now, NBA, and when they get it together, Major League Baseball. So a few interesting things. I guess there's sort of a semi-solution. You could get Google TV or, or Apple, uh, YouTube TV. It still doesn't sort it out. So we're really spoiled in South Africa um, with how DSTV has organized. I mean, listen, people aren't happy until you've come to America and you've seen what a what an absolute mess their setup is here. Just in terms of accessing the channels, you know, um, it's not great. They haven't really sorted that out really well. But whatever. The, I, I guess if you live here, you know that channel 856 is CBS or whatever. But... Upside, all upside is that I could consume all the sport in the world here and still have a normal life. Like I can't, you can't do it the other way. If you live in South Africa and England, you know what I mean? Do you like the NFL? Forget it. You know, I'm not, I can't on a Sunday, 3 a.m. That's the late game. No way. No way. But that's the upside of being here. Uh, Very, very cool. Um, If you are in the Republic of South Africa, you're wondering, Hey, are you ever coming back? Do you believe in coming back? Yes, I am. We'll be back uh, very, very soon, actually. Um, making some plans to start heading back home. We've learned a lot, uh, a lot of lessons here in America. We'll be back in the Republic of South Africa really, really soon, within March, I'd say, um, unless things change drastically. 
drastically. But other than that, we will be back um, very, very soon in the Republic of Africa. It's been a great trip. Um, myself and Ryan Tindline have learned a lot, but it's time. It is time to return home. So looking forward to that and bringing back what lessons I have learned. And let's see how we convert those into our business. Uh, big news, by the way, might as well. We're in America. Huge news. Quarterback conundrum is solved in two places. Uh, Aaron Rodgers has just got the biggest contract in the history of the NFL. $50 million a year this guy's going to make. He's refuting that, but a lot of reliable um, people that would have sources at at league level and certainly at GM level have said he is earning $200 million a year or $200 million over the length of the contract, $50 million, which is just for playing, by the way. People go, well, Wow, that's a lot of money. Forget about the, the, the endorsements where he makes his real cheese. Um, congratulations, Aaron Rodgers. Now, if you're if you're a Green Bay Packers fan, it must be it must be interesting because if you don't know who Aaron Rodgers is, he he's a bit of a cult figure, and uh, Wisconsin is, I mean, the size of the town can't fill the stadium. Just so you you understand the dynamic of the Green Bay Packers within uh, so, sort of where they are. It, it's a really, really interesting dynamic, right? So they can't even fill the stadium with the entire capacity of um, Wisconsin, which is interesting because Aaron Rodgers being the mega star that he is, um, he's, he's he, you know what he, he is actually, not feels like. I mean, I observe sport quite closely. You know, there's, there's those people who are super good looking and you think to yourself, why are they single? Like, why has nobody snatched her up? She's a lawyer. Uh, she's fit, you know, healthy. Uh, she's doing well financially. She's re- fiscally responsible, has a beautiful apartment, seems to have it together. And you go to yourself, how are you single? And for everyone, there's a reason you're single. Like, I, I know that's a bitter pill to swallow. For all of us who are single, there's a reason you're single. Until you've observed somebody for long enough, you'll go, oh, that's why you're single. That's why nobody wants to be around you all the time. That's Aaron Rodgers. He is high maintenance, man. He is high maintenance. But you got to ask yourself, right, is sometimes winning winning in the NFL because it's a parity league, maybe it's not like a – you know, La Liga and uh, the Premier League, where it is skewed to the richer clubs. It is. It's very, very skewed to five or six clubs who are constantly going to win just because it, it, it's a talent business, ultimately. You can't just let go of the quarterback, especially if he's generational like Aaron Rodgers. Because what do you do? You become irrelevant. And you don't want that. So, you know, as with most people, I, I would say 99% of people if you put them up against a lie detector, they would change partners. But the human inclination, right, is to say, rather the devil I know. And it's like, and also I'm not a big proponent of, because I'm not a romantic, right? I'm not really a proponent of, you have to be with somebody who sets your soul on fire or whatever nonsense people say. It's like, people are complicated, life's hard. Um, You've got to learn to grind through, you know, you can't be in love with somebody every day can't be like the greatest day of your life every day, like people say in a eulogy or whatever. It's not true. But Aaron Rodgers feels like that kind of the girl you, who, who's super good looking and you have to keep telling her she's good looking every day. What a nightmare. Like insecurity personified. But she also knows she's the best looking girl in the world because that, that's what he is. He, he's the MVP, four-time MVP. Uh, that's a record. He's the reigning two-time MVP um, concurrently. So... What do you do if you're Green Bay? You let him go. The fans are up in arms. He stays. He's now got more leverage than possibly any American athlete has ever had in the history of the sport. And he's already a complicated person. Doesn't get along with his family. It's it's quite public as well, his fallout with his family. So he's a complicated dude, but talented people, production tolerance, right? We, we will tolerate these people. So Aaron Rodgers, monster deal. If you're from Green Bay, what are you really getting? Are you, are you going to win? And people will say, okay, but it's it's hard to win a Super Bowl. He's got one. It was, what, 12 years ago now. 
do you sacrifice that guarantee of winning because you need Patrick Mahomes or, or Tom Brady for that? Those are the only two, I would say, in the last 10 years that guarantee you that you got them. You're almost going to win every two, three years. Guaranteed. And remember, Brady went through a draft for a long time, by the way. But Aaron Rodgers is not Tom Brady. I, I don't care what you say. Listen, I'm not, I'm not into talent. Tom Brady's a winner. He's got that. He's not a sensitive guy. And if Brady is sensitive, he controls it really well. I guess we're all sensitive. But how do you control it? How, how does that play out when you've got to deliver the big results? And ultimately, you know, the great strength of Tom Brady is something that I'm trying to work towards in the next decade of my life. Is that you've got to know when you're around good people. No matter how stressful they are for you. If they're going to make you win, squash your ego. Because Tom Brady could have been the highest paid guy 10 years ago. After Super Bowl number four, listen, after the fifth one, he's the greatest of all time. Then he could have just, he, he could have made Belichick's life a nightmare. But he said, I want to win. And that means keep a, keep a check on your ego. That's why you never heard from Brady. But unfortunately in Green Bay, this guy's talented and even even from you can YouTube the his draft right or draft as they say here in America, and obviously smart guy from Cal, um, and he he said he's going to make everyone regret not picking him, and he's kind of kept that chip on his shoulder kind of attitude, but it's manifested itself in an interesting way. And the richer he's got with um, Aaron Rodgers, the more it's revealed who he is because money does not change people; it makes them more of who they are. Especially with men, you pay men, you're going to know who they are because then they don't have to tolerate or be nice or placate you, right? They will, they'll tell you what they think when they're thinking it. And Aaron Rodgers has done that and it's, it's gotten quite messy actually over the last 18 months, but supreme talent. So I have no problem with Aaron Rodgers getting paid. I just wonder if you're the Green Bay Packers, you felt trapped. And also it's interesting, the Green Bay Packers, do you think you can't do better than Aaron Rodgers? And ultimately, do you say to yourself, at least we are in the playoffs with Rodgers, even though for the last 12 years it's meant nothing because you get knocked out. And listen, it's a brutal thing. If you get paid that much, we, we, we want you to take all the responsibility. He has choked. Whether he likes it or not, or whether you like it or not, Aaron Rodgers has choked, especially the last two years. Two years ago, should have run for the pylon. And you make him the highest paid in the league. It's an interesting situation. That's what's happening, though. I'd rather uh, save my comment on this one uh, as the details come out. We will, uh, I'll have more to say later this week. Uh, the other big one, uh, Dangerous. <laughs> Guys are already saying to Cleveland receivers, you, you can't be listening to Future No More in uh, Denver. Uh, Denver Broncos have brought um, a man who signed sandwiches at the NFL um, uh, Super Bowl event that we went to. Uh, Russell Wilson officially uh, it's awaiting uh, his approval, but essentially it looks like possibly the it's a listen it's a massive rollout what they've had to give up um, in Denver. But he's 32 years old, Russell Wilson, fitness machine. So you know Russ is going to play another five six years easily at an elite level. And now they believe they've got the team. They managed to keep Jerry Judy as well. They managed to keep Chubb, so they're going to be all right. Denver are going to be. All right, let's see how that goes. Um, Russell Wilson and the Sierra show moves on. Sierra, of course, has a son with Future who's a rapper. Um, I just saw this on Twitter today. It was blowing up. People saying, the Denver Broncos players know you can't be listening to Future in the dressing room anymore. <laughs> Which, <laughs> the internet. Listen, if you have a baby mama, right, it's always going to catch up with you. Don't put yourself in that situation because... Especially like men are savages, you know, I just, I don't know how we socialize, but it's almost like, and I don't know if I'm socialized to kind of affirm this and have a, have a sort of confirmation bias leaning to, you know, we're always waiting for a dude to, to kind of muck up, especially, especially the closer I am to somebody like, I like it if guys give me a ribbing, you, you, you know, it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a lad thing. I'm quite a laddish lad, but. I think it's funny when my mates laugh at me and I think it's funny when we're laughing at other mates. You know, I think there's a way to do it without sort of um, being derisory or, or disrespectful. I think if you do it properly, 
uh, a bit of banter is just it's magical it's mad it's the most magical way way for guys to connect i don't know about ladies i would imagine there's a there's a banter thing i don't really i don't frequent too many large female circles like i'm not evolved enough i don't i don't hang around with six girls that are my close mates all at the same time like i'm i'm not that person some people may but for dudes a, a little bit of a, a little bit of bants never hurt anybody and people saying cannot be listening to future in the dressing room now russell wilson obviously married to sierra who's got a baby with future man a baby mama the baby mama situation you have a kid with somebody boy oh boy that's that's gonna live with you literally the kid and just the situation itself no matter what you don't need to be one of the best singers and dancers in the world being being a baby daddy is is a whole thing whole thing it just creates so many dimensions in life like life's stressful enough don't look for more stress the great alex ferguson said you know don't go seeking confrontation enough natural confrontation will come your way so shout out to russell wilson dangerous uh, russell wilson off um to the denver broncos he follows of course the great john elway uh, great peyton manning and then it is now Russell Wilson's turn to see whether he can uh, bring another bring another Lombardi to mile high. That's going to be really, really interesting. So if you're into the NFL, keep an eye on those two stories developing. Um, they've given up a truckload for Russell Wilson, but I think it'll be worth it. We've seen now with the Rams, if them picks, we, you, no one needs picks. You need the quarterback. All of the rules, QB-centric. So... Um, hey, listen, dangerous. That's where it's at. Seventy uh, six is Embiid. Come on, come on, fam, come on. So uh, Embiid and uh, my man James Harden, who is looking a little chunky, by the way, in the waistline, but hey, delivering. That's six games in a row now uh, that they've done their thing. So uh, good for the seventy six is really looking forward to seeing whether both guys, especially Russ, uh, especially, uh, excuse me, uh, James Harden, can he do it in the playoffs? Because, I don't know, we don't know, we don't know, we don't know whether he can do it in the playoffs, but here's his chance, I mean, he's finally got a big man who can make his own shots, Joel Embiid, by the way, this was the Joel everyone wanted, but he refused to get in shape for a while, like, he just downright refused, and it happens with young, talented men, it happens with young, talented people, right, is that, they refuse to listen at the beginning. We've all been there. We know a talented person who, if they just listened, they'd be a millionaire now. Joel Embiid, generational talent. People are starting to say he puts together three or four more of these types of full seasons. He's the greatest big man the league's ever seen. There's nothing like him. He's got the badunker dunk, by the way. He's got junk in the trunk. So if you want to, if you want to guard him uh, in the paint, forget it. Forget it. Man's from West Africa. He's got that badunker dunk, and he's backing you up. Beep, beep, beep. Slam dunk. You know, easy little, e- easy little layup. He's he's unstoppable when he backs you down, and then he can also take it to the perimeter, which means he opens up the lane for for Harden, and it's it's a great one-two combo, and it's working so far. Um, and then I just want to say, Kansas City Jayhawks, Big Twelve champs, come on, let's go. Otsai, Ogbaje is the player of the year. Congratulations to Kansas City Jayhawks. Look out for an interview with the Jayhawks, one of our, our very own athletes uh, there. So uh, Rock Chalk, Jayhawk, um, fantastic uh, result there. They are Big 12 champs once more. Fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. All right, what we got coming up on the show as I do um, every week, of course, where I was right, where I was wrong. Manchester United. We'll talk Man United and why why it's gone the way it's gone and why it was so predictable why it was so predictable all right we'll start off with where i was right where i was wrong where i was right everton lampard it's a disaster 5-0 5 5 5-0 Ridiculous. Five's ridiculous, guys. Five nil. I was dead right. Frank Lampard, disaster of a job. The guy's still learning how to manage in a terribly chaotic environment. Chaos, 
is your enemy. Mikel Arteta got rid of Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. He will never look back. Get rid of chaos in your life. Frank Lampard, a disastrous appointment and a disaster by Lampard to take the job. Uh, I was dead right. Frank Lampard, Everton. Everton are getting relegated. They will because Sean Dyche knows how to finesse this situation. Uh, what a disaster. Where I was wrong, Jose Mourinho is only going to come fifth or sixth in um, Italy. Roma sixth and it's over really. They're not making top four. It's an ugly situation. Jose Mourinho doesn't belong in Europa League. Is he over it? I don't know. I don't know. Something's wrong. Does Jose have to evolve? I don't know. I feel like the, the game might have gone past him. Who knows? Where I was right, Man City are prop. I said they're the best team in the in in the world, and certainly in England. Um, they listen. They were they were at a seven or an eight against United. They really could have turned it up and made it ugly, and made it really really ugly. Four one in the end. Man City are prop. I was dead right. Where I was wrong, Man United. I said a couple of weeks ago they've got Cristiano Ronaldo. Of course they'll be top four. Arsenal have three games in hand and are two points ahead of them. So that doesn't work. I was dead wrong there. Uh, Man United, no good. Where I was right, Conte and Spurs, the issues are there. I mean, you see him. The thing about Conte is he's your nightmare, right? Is that he's won everywhere else, so people will listen to him over you. He's telling you what we've all seen for the last 15 years. Spurs do enough, but when it's time to win, they're not willing to do the painful stuff and over-invest. Go into the luxury tax, as Americans might say. Uh, listen, well-run football club, but ultimately you want to win. You've got to do a little bit more. You can't run it like a family business. Um, where I was wrong, Liverpool are going to be top two. Diaz has been some addition, hasn't he? He's the perfect, he's the perfect foil for these other guys. And by the way, they've still got Roberto Firmino to come back. So there's going to be no fatigue in that front three. I think it'll be Mo Salah's last season and they'll give it a proper, proper go. Um, I was dead wrong on Liverpool being top two where I was right. Man United. It's a disaster for Rolf. Talk about it in a little bit. I called it. It's not Ranik's fault. Man United are a disaster. Ralf Ranik has probably never been in this type of a monster before. It's always nice when you, you you get kind of like Marcelo Bielsa. You work with second-tier players at second-tier clubs and you develop them and you overachieve. It's much easier to do that because there is no expectation. So any form of success is amplified, no matter how short it lasts. At Manchester United, they've had Sir Alex Ferguson. So they, they know what it is when you're the real deal and nobody cares if you win a game that's expected at Old Trafford Ralph Ranić has never had to live with that I was dead right it's an absolute disaster for both United and Ralph Ranić where I was wrong Jack Grealish after being drunk twice in public Pep Guardiola said hey you know what you're talented you're enigmatic but I want you back and you saw his performance against Man United very very interesting Pep Guardiola the ultimate disciplinarian it's interesting to me that Jack Grealish is still in the mix. Listen, ultimately, it might be out of Pep's hands. A hundred million pounds might be out of his hands. An asset of that that worth, Shakeman, sir, is... Listen, a friend of mine once said to me, 10 Rand is still 10 Rand, and he's doing well. Shakeman, sir, is saying a hundred million uh, pounds is not a lot of money to, to me, but it's still a hundred million of my money. Pep Guardiola under big pressure to make it work. And I was wrong. I thought Jack Grealish might even be sold. But he hasn't been left out in the cold. Shout out to him. Um, where I was right, Romelu Lukaku is being proven right. Listen, Kai Havertz is not a striker. Sure, false nine, whatever you want to call it. Kai Havertz wants to play uh, in the number 10 role. But Lukaku's not a... He's a crybaby, which means you can't be a striker in a top six, top six club in England because that's the greatest pressure in sport, by the way. If you can score goals in the English Premier League, you will be the most beloved person in the world. Harry Kane is already being spoken about like Thierry Henry. Obviously, he's got the tie goals. He's not Thierry Henry. But he scores goals. If you do that part of the game, that's the whole point of the game. Romelu Lukaku is a crybaby. He can't live with the pressure. And by the way, Lukaku has the most goals for Chelsea, by the way. I, I don't know how he's done that. But even then, look how easy Kai Havertz is making it look. Come on, man. 
He's not a top six guy. I was dead right. Emotionally, he is unstable and immature. He's a man, baby. Man child. And lastly, where I was wrong, Arsenal are fourth. Three games in hand. And we see what Man United are. And Arsenal are flying, by the way. Bukayo Saka, I told you all three years ago, I said, this is the guy. I was wrong. Arsenal are going to make the top four. It's so crazy. Listen, look out for Spurs if Conte gets it right. And uh, it looks like Son and Harry Kane are getting it right. But I was wrong. Arsenal in the top four hunt now. The Arsenal in the top four hunt now. Mikel Arteta's got it spot on. Absolutely spot on. I'm ecstatic for them. Listen, I, I said Mikel Arteta is not good enough to manage Arsenal. And this is easy enough. It's going well now. But he's in season three. Let's see how it looks after four and five. Because, listen, when you have success, everybody watches your tape now. And they'll be ready for Arsenal. So let's see what it looks like the rest of the season and next year. That's not He's not Pep Guardiola yet. Arsenal Football Club. Back in the hunt for the big time. In it, blood. Yeah, me fam. That's Arsenal. Back in the big time. Really, really interesting. I mean, if you're an Everton fan, ay, ay, ay. Ay, ay, ay. It's a disaster, isn't it? It is a disaster if you're an Everton fan. The Lampard thing was a disaster from the beginning. Be honest. The Lampard thing was a disaster from the beginning. It, it's always awkward, right? Because, you know, it hit me up in the socials. MKT inspires. What are you supposed to do if you see somebody with a partner who's a disaster? Or, or, or they like, like, no one's perfect in this world, right? We all have character holes and, and, and blind spots. And we'll often think, oh, that person's so attractive for this reason. But our friends and our loved ones know that this person's bad for us because we're vulnerable in that spot. So they can see that this is, I don't know, this guy's going to just hang around for the money or, or whatever it may be. And we're like, ah, what are you talking about? They love me for me. But we all have our insecurities, right? We all have our vices. We all have our blind spots. What is the correct thing as an adult to do when you can see that somebody is headed for a disaster? Can you say something? Because I've made this mistake before and it backfired too much. So now I don't say anything anymore. What are you supposed to do as an adult? Like I feel like that's Frank Lampard and Everton. Somebody should have stopped Frank Lampard and said, where are you going? Rafa Benitez, one of the greatest modern managers of all time, right? In, in, in the modern game, certainly. In the last 30 years, he's, he's one of the all-time greats. If Rafa Benitez couldn't get it organized, it was a mess under Rafa, one of the best man-managers, tinkerers, right? Rafa couldn't get organized. You've got to know what a mess that job, that institution is. If you're Frank Lampard, where are you going in the middle of the season to that job? Because I, I tell you what, if Frank Lampard, and I said it before when it happened, I said, if Lampard gets this wrong and they get relegated, who's touching Lampard? That's two big jobs with resources where he's failed abysmally. Listen, Everton are bad. They shouldn't be losing 5 0 to Tottenham, I'm sorry. They are bad. Michael Keane's no good. I've said it for a long time now. I don't know what people see. Luca Dina, that's a big loss. But not 5 0. Five. Five's giving up. And, and listen, once guys give up, now you've got to be able to forget the motivation. Can you get them organized? And Lampard, when it was falling apart at Chelsea, couldn't even get it organized. He was still leaking goals. I said to people, this is going to be a disaster for Everton because he nearly got Chelsea relegated with a squad which was already loaded and he put £250 million on top of that squad that came in the top four and he nearly got that relegated. It's a disaster. If you are an Everton fan, what an unmitigated disaster. If you're a Liverpool fan, it's looking good for you right now. Listen, I don't think... That wasn't a red card. 
right? Alexis Sanchez, I've, I've, I've never been the biggest fan. So, so I, I, I look at life this way, right? If somebody who we all know is a great girl, let's go of a dude, right? Or vice versa. But l- let me use terms I'll understand. If a great girl lets go of you, right, and she's high character and we've known her for 15, 20 years or after 10 years, if she lets go of you, I, I would lean more to asking, what did you do? And um, Alexis Sanchez, for me, since Barcelona said, no, thank you. And, and this was Barcelona before they were a, a pyramid scheme. But that Pep Guardiola era, they said no to Alexis Sanchez. And then I started to wonder why. Listen, Arsenal very rarely let go of players, right? It, it, it's why I'm out on Aubameyang. Arsenal treat their players too well. Jenkinson, uh, Abu Dhabi, Bellerin. The Arsenal will keep you around too long. They're a, they're a high-class institution. When Arsenal said no, right? After Barcelona, who Barcelona will treat their players like gold. Barcelona said no. Arsenal said no. Alexis Sanchez, I was out. I was out. If Arsenal have enough of you, then I know you're a basket case. Having said that, though, that wasn't a red card for Inter Milan um, against uh, Liverpool in the Champions League. If you haven't seen it, go and look it up. The first, if anything, but you you can't ref it this way. If anything, the first one was a red. the 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 foul on Thiago Alcantara is disgusting. I, I don't know why he didn't get it. What is VAR doing? I thought that these are the ones they were supposed to uh, stamp out. However, the one on Fabinho, he's clearly got the ball, and on the follow through gets Fabinho. Football's football's still a contact sport. It's not a foul. It's not malicious. He hasn't gone into Fabinho's leg. What's happened is he's actually going to place his leg. It's not a tackle. He gets the ball two meters from Fabinho and just happens to be sliding. And Fabinho's in the wrong place at the wrong time. So that's a shocking call. But if you're a Liverpool fan, League Cup in the bag, you're you're hunting down, well, I, I don't think you'll catch Man City, but the Champions League's in the mix, the FA Cup's in the mix. VAR is on your side. Right, that Lukaku one was obviously off, uh, on on side if uh, Mane was on side against West Ham. Make a call. They're both the same. Man City's goal was on side as well. Why was Lukaku offside? Weird. So Liverpool, you've got VAR on your side, VAR FC, plus you've got Diaz who's cooking, plus you've got Bobby Firmino to come back. Hey, things are looking up if you're a Reds fan. Maybe you can win your second title in 31 years. Or 30, it'll be 32 years by the time uh, May hits. They've had one title in 31 years. Liverpool think they're the greatest club of all time. Unbelievable. Jamie Carragher, that guy. So if you're a Liverpool fan, feeling good right now, huh? Uh, Atlanta, Georgia. So I've got to be honest with you. A lot of people are asking me, what have I been doing uh, since I've been here? It's just been work, work, work. Um trying to catch up some stuff from back home and uh, it's tough. It's tough to catch up and be out of the out of sync timelines. You, you, you know what it is. So mostly I've, uh, you, you'll have to hear from Ryan Tinline when he eventually jumps back on the podcast. Um, what's been happening. He's been moving, grooving a bit more than me on weekends. Um, I'm feeling a little groggy as well because I haven't really been able to exercise since a while here. I thought I would be. Um, but I haven't really been settled. I mean, we're going to settle here in Atlanta for the rest of the week, and then uh, we'll see how that goes. So we've got about another seven, eight days here in Atlanta, and then we will head back um, to the Republic of South Africa, probably um, barring any changes. So, I mean, I, I, I might get back into it this week. We'll see how it goes. I was hoping to get back into it, but it's just been work, work, work. It's been it's been one of those where, I don't know, if you, if you get in the tunnel, sometimes you're doing 16, 17, 18 hours work, um, a day, but um, I haven't really been doing much. Just working, working a little bit, a little bit of sightseeing in the other cities. But since I've been in Atlanta, I've really been trying to catch up work from home. And as they say, I mean, work is never done. But hey, when you when you work for yourself, you know how it goes. Shout out to those people who know what it's like to work for themselves. Doesn't make you better though. You haven't like also, if you're an entrepreneur, you made a choice. So I don't expect any empathy. I'm not really an empathy person. It's not my thing. It's like. 
Do we all make choices? Get on with it. Shut the hell up. You know what I mean? Like no one cares. Go go cry your big girl, big uh, big boy tears into your own pillow alone. Nobody cares. We're, everyone's got problems. But just updating people. Um, I've just been keeping it um, kind of stable. I've been eating quite well here, actually. Having said that, I had a had a takeaway tonight because we had to go fetch a car for somebody. Um, it was an interesting situation. But yeah, here we are, uh, alive, safe, and well. Lessons learned in America. Really, really enjoyed my time here. Um, I think we'll see. We'll see. I think we've got a we've got something to offer, not just Africa. I think we've got something to offer the world. But we'll see how it comes together for the rest of 2022. You know, if if you are if you're running a business, no matter where you are, you know how it goes. Is businesses go through different stages, and we are now in the, in the we're in that awkward phase where we have to grow. So, so you have to grow, um, which is always a, a difficult and a painful phase because as the person who started the business, I'm like, mm, where do we go? You know, got a couple of options. So over the next um, two or three weeks, I'll be thinking about those, and then. We'll see. I'll I'll have to make a decision and 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 settle down in the next two three years wherever we are. We'll have to settle down and uh, and and cracking, keep cracking. And to everybody who listens to the show, it's awesome. I love the feedback. Thank you, and uh, thanks for sticking with us. Um, as we've been, yeah, you know, this America trip wasn't on the cards a hundred percent, and it was um, sort of done expeditiously, which which is good, which is good. I'm not really one for for the way we've done it, um, but it was a good thing. It was a good thing because it jolted me and has wow blown my eyes wide open as to what's possible and what I can do better for you as a listener. Like, how can I provide better content? You know, more content because I, I want to provide more content without losing quality. Um, I want to bring you more stories from different places. Um, so I can only get better at that. And, and I'm looking forward to doing that hopefully over the next 12, 18, 36 months. Um, how, however that's going to be done. But to those, listen, we're a growing business. And to those who keep supporting, keep saying it's awesome. We appreciate it. We like it. I see your DMs. If I don't respond. It doesn't mean I hate you. Um, it's just that number one, I'm important. Obviously, I'm, I'm in America now. I'm an, I'm a big American man, but also, um, we're just hard at it, you know. We are hard at it, trying to bring you bigger and better. So that's an up- update from America, Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, we're in Decatur, Decatur, which is a very cool place. Very, very cool place. I like it. Quiet, suburban, no noise out here. Doesn't seem to be like crazy people out here. It's just families and stuff. It's quite cool. I dig it. It's very much for me. Uh, the area I live in, quiet. In South Africa, so quieter the better. Quieter the better. And hey, l- listen, petrol prices everywhere are going up, huh? That's all I hear people complaining about that all the time. I'm like, I don't care. Stop telling me. I told you five years ago you don't need a car. Uh, like people always want you to empathize. Oh, yeah, she's petrol. Yeah, maybe walk. You can walk to the shops. Yeah, take an Uber. You don't have to take your car everywhere. You don't need a car. Like unless you, the only reason you have a car is if you're a salesperson or you live 40 kilometers from work. Other than that, I don't understand why people have a car. Get an Uber. Why do you need that extra cost in your life? Most people are working from home now anyway. And if you aren't working from home, get an Uber. It's like people love having cars. I have no empathy for you. No sympathy at all. Nobody said have three family cars and an SUV. That's how I feel. I feel nothing for people complaining about petrol. Absolutely nothing. You don't need, not everybody in your family needs a car. Get an Uber. Unless you have to drive 30 kilometers to work. Okay, fine. You're in sales. Okay, fine. You know, you're a delivery truck. Okay, fine. Sally, if your office is 8Ks from work, do us a favor, sweetheart. Get an Uber. Sell your Mercedes Benz, whatever German SUV you've got, which you don't need because you don't have kids and you, you're newly married. Get an Uber. Unbelievable. Like, this, you know what it is? And I am sanctimonious about this. Everybody makes this mistake. They think a sophisticated country is a country with lots of cars. No. 
a sophisticated country is where the public transport, right, or figuring that out is an easier solution than driving a car. And I, I, I will maintain to this day. And you know what? In fairness, I do live a, a small life. Like I'm not like a very fun person. It's like oh, I live in Morningside. I'm going to climb my Uber, go to the shops, maybe go to a friend's braai and go home. And and also, the way Johannesburg is built, the places you want to be are close to where I live. You know, you want to be in the northern suburbs. So very rarely do I have to go more than 25 kilometers to get to where I want. Like I'm, I'm not going to the West Rand. No, I'm not going to Pretoria ever. Or Twine, it's called now. So you can come to me. My, where I live is much nicer. So... If you need to drive everywhere, move to a nicer area. There we go. Yeah, that, that's that's my solution. <laughs> See everything. If you have to drive everywhere, move to a nicer area. <laughs> yeah, because that's possible for everyone. Everybody's middle class, apparently, according to me. Everybody has two parents like me who absolutely murdered themselves every day of their lives so that I could live a middle class life and speak for a living. That's that's honestly what I think. I think everybody should just be like me, move to a nicer area. What is wrong with you? You know, and it's not my problem if you have two kids in a bad marriage. All right, no, it's going too far now. It's going too far. Divorce is not a laughing matter. I do come from a home of divorce, though, so I wonder if that gives me a bit of divorce privilege. You know what I mean? Like, if you came from a divorced home, can you be more flippant about divorce? Kind of like the skin color thing, you know? Like there's... There's certain words, if you're black, you can say. Um, and if you're white, you can't say them, you'll get cancelled. So I wonder if being from a home of divorce, I can make more jokes about people getting divorced. Is divorce funny? Like, at what stage does it get funny? You know, is it year one, year two, year three? Because it's getting more common now, right? We're going to have to learn to laugh at it. So... <laughs> You know what I joke about a lot? Just because I'm in a, quite a diverse friendship group. Um, like interracial relationships are still a, a very awkward thing in South Africa. <laughs> because. <laughs> and the reason I'm, I'm bringing it up. A friend of mine. So black guy, white girl. But her family still don't know how to kind of treat him even though both of his parents were diplomats and he went to one of these, he sounds like a what when he talks anyway. People say, I sound like a what. I say, oh, I'm not what. Not what. My name's Mbulelo Kaeletu Tinder. You know what I mean? I can always put the black thing on. If I need it, I can always turn that on. But um, I'm not a what. But this guy sounds like a what. And no, it's not in PZ. But... We're always, I'm always laughing with him because his kind of her family's, I can't explain like private school South African white people to anyone. <laughs> I think it's, I think it's the whitest version of white you can get in the world. Just like everything's prim and proper and, and yeah, he brings, he brings an element, but he's actually quite what in that sense. I mean, you, you don't, you don't want to start saying, you don't want to start saying certain characteristics belong to a certain race, but you know, for the sake of comedy, he's he's about as what as a as a black can get. Anyway, so we laugh a lot about him and his current situation. Where I mean, I think they'll get married or whatever. Who knows? I mean, I'm not getting involved whether they're getting married or not. But it's very funny. So interracial relationships still a thing. Looking forward to getting back to that in uh, Johannesburg. Missing the Yenters. I gotta tell you, I am missing the Yenters and the nonsense they talk about at restaurants. I haven't really had a chance to interact with that here. I do miss it. Because one thing I do miss is feeling like I'm better than people. And because I'm working here, I'd only get that chance to interact with society where I can go, oh, I heard the most ridiculous thing today. I want to get back to that. A little bit of sanctimony, you know what I mean? So looking forward to doing that in the Republic of South Africa. Sally, her biggest problem is her horse trainer was late or whatever. Excellent. That's what I want to get back to. You know, her full-time job is brunch. Love those people. Ridiculous. Love to hate on them, but maybe somewhere deep down, I want to be them. I don't know what's going on. 
Anywho, sports show here. You know, life's not just about divorces and interracial relationships being hilarious in South Africa. Unless you see a Khaleesi, that took a whole different direction, you know what I mean? But they're like from different sort of economic classes as well. So I can see why the Sia one was quite, uh, you know, why that one took a left turn. But if you're like this guy, so was what as it gets? And he's like, how's it? How's it, Ikes? You guys are right. So yeah, we're all right. Yeah, it's a grand. <laughs> so we're all right, bro. I can't say his name because his dad's actually quite famous. <laughs> if I say his name, you'll you'll kind of be able to look him up, I think. And his dad's very, oh, yeah, his dad's very famous. But he sounds like a what? And he listens to the show. He knows who he is. He knows. He knows. You sound like a what, bro. And, you, and he's not a what. Like me. Because I'm not a what. Stop saying I'm what, Oaks. Not a what. All right, let's finish off on this one. Manchester United, Cristiano Ronaldo. Listen. You know what's hard for, for all of us? Is the following message. And, and maybe it's not hard for you. Maybe, maybe you've accepted this. You can't fix people. People are who they are. Right? If someone's a talker, they're a talker. If they're an extrovert, they're an extrovert. If they're an introvert, they're an introvert. That's who they are. You And listen, sometimes they don't need fixing. If people are just BSs, they are BSs. You're not fixing that about them. Right? If they're big talk, they're big talk. You, you can't fix that. You, 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 you cannot change people. The toughest part of that statement is accepting that. Because all of our egos say, nah, nah. If I'm just kind enough and patient enough, I'll fix them. Happens with girls often, right? You find yourself often like, what is this accountant doing with a vegan, I don't know, motorbike mechanic who's just come out of rehab for the third time? Because girls think they can change you and fix you. Like, I think men are like a project for women. I, I don't know. So it's my theory. People, you cannot fix people. And the hardest part of that statement is accepting it. Talkers are talkers. Extroverts are extroverts. Introverts are introverts. Accept it. If you are able to accept it, you'll, I think you'll be able to uh, kind of accept the following. Cristiano Ronaldo is a living legend. About as close to a god, right, in the third dimension as we have. Manchester United came 7th, 4th, 5th, 6th, 2nd, 6th, 3rd, and 2nd. That's an average of 4th place over the last 8 seasons. So Man United, not because I banter, eh? a little bit of banter. The stats, men lie, women lie, numbers, they don't lie. The stats, the numbers tell you that the average finishing position for Manchester United over the last uh Eight seasons is fourth place. So what that leads me to believe is they are the fourth best team in England on average. But they've been seventh, fifth, sixth, and sixth. So half half of the seasons in the last eight years, half of the seasons they've been in the Europa League. More than half, actually. Seventh, fifth, sixth, and sixth. Five of the last eight seasons, Man United have been in the Europa League. That's what they are. Folks, you are who you are. There's nothing you can do. Your repeated behavior, right? You are not your money. You are not your job. You are not your hair color, your skin color. You are your repeated behavior. If you want to know who you really are, just look at your repeated behavior. And Man United's repeated behavior is Europa League. More often than not, the stats tell you, get out of your feelings. Stop telling me how many Premier League titles Man United have won. Nokia, we're the biggest company in the world 20 years ago. Get over yourself. That's fun. In a pub, yes, let's chat. 20 titles, Man United, I get it. Year nine. This is the ninth season when the season ends with their title, Manchester United. 
on average fourth in the last eight seasons, Europa League five times. You are who you are. Cristiano Ronaldo is a living legend. Man United are the fourth best club in England. What Cristiano Ronaldo will not do moving forward, and it, it came up this weekend, is play through a niggle. If his hips a little bit tight, back a little bit tight, a little bit tight, he can play. He's Cristiano Ronaldo. He's he's a living legend. He can play through anything. He did it for Fergie. He did it for Juventus. He did, he did it at Real Madrid. Footballers, sportsmen are always injured, especially at that level. Nobody, I don't care how much, how good a shape you're in, right? They are always carrying something. He will no longer do that. And against Man City, he's like, I'm not wasting this. That's a waste for me. So even if his hip flexor was sore or tight, under Fergie, he plays that game. He plays that game. Cristiano Ronaldo doesn't miss matches. But if it's a little bit tight now, legends realize, right, when it's a lost cause. He's a living legend. There's nothing Cristiano Ronaldo hasn't seen. He's looked it in the eyes of every single player in that dressing room. He says, he's a bunch of losers, in the words of Figi Lembalu. But I've said this before, and then <laughs> I've actually had some interesting inboxes about this. If you're an eight, date eights. If you're nine, date nines. Nines can't date sixes, because that gap of three, you know what lives there? Tension. I said it to you when Cristiano Ronaldo came. Great people like Cristiano Ronaldo put organizational tension on everybody. And you know what the friction is? Ronaldo wants to win now. Manchester United barely know what they are now. And what they are is a Europa League club. If, if, if you're a grown-up and you accept that all of us are not our money, they're not, we're not our fathers, we're not our wives, we're not our girlfriends, we're not our car, we are our repeated behavior. That is what our character is. Manchester United are a Europa League club. Five out of eight of the last seasons. This season will make it six out of nine. Cristiano Ronaldo is a living legend. He's seen these guys. How long has Pogba been there now? Maguire been there now? They've recycled four managers. I've always said this. I'll forgive the first divorce. It's hard. Second divorce, you know, you had baggage, she had baggage, you got married too soon. Third divorce, that's a you problem. Third divorce is a you problem. Man United were the problem before Ronaldo came. And greatness puts organizational tension because it creates the ultimate killer in life, if you want to achieve. Expectations. Man United weren't ready for Ronaldo. I told you this at the beginning of the season. Listen, every dude I know says, I just want a woman with a job and her own money and she must be strong, be able to run a household until you get a woman who says to you, you're not going out. It's Sunday. We're going to stay in. We're going to do movies and we're going to plan the week. Because immediately you know what your friends are going to say. Oh, bro, you're a bit whipped. What they're crying out for. It, listen, every dude wants to be whipped. Every dude wants to be whipped. Right? You need, <laughs> and not in the way you're hearing it, because that's a different kind of whip. But every dude wants a lady who takes control, isn't tolerating you being a man-child on a Sunday, getting hammered with the boys. Every now and then, yes. But nobody, no, no lady who's worth her salt wants to be the one with the drunk boyfriend or the drunk husband every Sunday. No. Nobody wants that. Grow up, bro. Right? Everybody wants a great woman until a great woman walks in and she says, no, 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 no. no we don't tolerate that here. Ugh, she's a little bit... You, we all know the, the names that people call women when they're strong. Right? Greatness puts expectation on you because you say you want that woman you want that support and she says why aren't you getting up at five to go to work uh, this that the other nah she can't work with that gotta leave you you're a bum and then you know what you say she was controlling no grow up bro manchester united are wilting 
beneath the expectations Cristiano Ronaldo puts on. Because Ronaldo knows he's got the goods. So he never needs to explain himself. It's always going to be a matter of, what are you guys doing? And this has been the case since Fergie left. So please don't tell me as Man United fans, it's Pogba's fault. Or it's it's uh, Mourinho's fault. It's this fault, that fault. At some stage, you're going to have to say, why did you sign Schweinsteiger? What is Paul Pogba doing there? What is Maguire doing there? What is Lingard doing there? What are these guys doing there? Why did we sign Alexis Sanchez and Mkhitaryan? And Luke Shaw and Lindelof. Like, look at all these players. These guys don't get into Tottenham's team, some of them. You cannot tell me Fred is a £50 million signing. Aaron Wan-Bissaka is hilarious being at Manchester United, by the way. When Chelsea have Reese James and Trent Alexander-Arnold's out there and Cancelo's out there. <laughs> and you've got Aaron Wan-Bissaka, who at Manchester United for £50 million is a right-back who couldn't cross a rope. Forget the ball. Listen, the way Man United and, and Ronaldo came together was awful. Ronaldo wasn't supposed to go to United, not because he doesn't belong there, because they, they didn't want him and he didn't want to go there, actually. We know what the reports are. I said he should have gone to Man City. I don't romanticize work. The last 18 months have taught me that. Business is business. Cristiano Ronaldo should have been at PSG or Manchester City. He went to Man United because he would rather have gone there than Man City. And Man United made him one of the highest paid players in the world. Not because they wanted him, but because rather than he went to Man City, which is not a good reason to take anybody, especially someone that demanding. See, you can tolerate lesser talent. Cristiano Ronaldo is not somebody you can tolerate. That's not a manageable personality. The size of the machine of the brand the fans are going to start to put demands on you. You can say They're going to say, wait a minute, man. Because greatness is makeup. People like Cristiano Ronaldo, his goals this season, Man United could be eighth or ninth without Ronaldo. He single-handedly dragged them here. So greatness is makeup, right? What would you be without him here is what the fans will say. And then the fans will say, wait, if Ronaldo is struggling, and we know he's not the problem because that's just, Cristiano Ronaldo has never been the problem, right? How bad is the rest? That's the logical conclusion. Folks, in life, why you do things matters. Man United got Cristiano Ronaldo because they didn't want him going to Man City, not because they wanted it. It's a bad reason to get in a relationship. You say, I want that girlfriend because this guy I, like, this guy I hate also likes her. I don't really like her. She's not my type. But rather than him have her, that's a terrible reason to get in a relationship. First thing thing is this. I'll die on this hill. The greatest killer in life is expectations. Everybody's incredible when there's no expectations. Cristiano Ronaldo is the most demanding athlete the world may have ever seen. The world may have ever seen. And Manchester United are wilting. Because you cannot change who you are. Man United are a Europa League club. Cristiano Ronaldo is a Champions League legend. Nines should date nines. You date a six as a nine. That gap of a three is where tension lives. And it is not sustainable. For Man United, top four is starting to be a trophy. I'm starting to hear Man United fans saying... As long as we can get in the top four, it'll be huge. Let's get back in the top four. Because Man United fans, I'm going to leave you on this. You need to still get back into the top four, by the way. Because if you didn't hear me earlier, right? In the last eight seasons, five of those have been outside of the top four. So you are, you are no longer part of the establishment. Cristiano Ronaldo made a mistake for the very first time in his career. He went with romance instead of the brutality of who he is. Folks, in life you cannot change people. Ronaldo is a legend. Man United also rants. And, and it will get worse because it will have to get worse to get better. This is what happens when an institution falls in love with itself. Ask Liverpool. Ask Arsenal. 
was the greatness of Roman Abramovich. He never fell in love with anybody. He fired Carlo Ancelotti after a league and FA Cup double. <laughs> fired, gone. Next season, you're out. Carlo came second the next season, by the way. So oh, you're gone. He fired him at Wigan's um, boardroom. That's why Chelsea have been unstoppable for the last 20 years. It's why Man City have been unstoppable. They're not in love with anybody. Everybody's cycle comes to an end. It's going to get uglier at Man United before it gets better because they're going to have to get rid of the mistakes of the last eight years. Bruno Fernandes is probably the only good signing Manchester United have had in the last eight years. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Listen, people love David De Gea. David De Gea does not get into the Chelsea team, into the Man City team, into the Liverpool team. I I don't know who's a better shot stopper between him and, and Ramsdale. And I like Ramsdale's distribution more. David De Gea cannot distribute the ball. So if you're looking to play top-level football, you need to change the keeper, and he's your best player outside of Ronaldo. That's scary. That is scary. But that's Manchester United and that's Ronaldo. And I told you, I, it's one of, my, one of my favorite things in life is saying I told you so. I, I'm one of these terrible people who loves saying I told you so. And I did, and it feels bloody good. This was a stupid move from the beginning. But this has been Man United from the beginning. I don't know what Pogba's doing there. Should never have signed him. Maguire for, for 18 million is hilarious FC. Aaron Wan-Bissaka is hilarious. Lindelof's hilarious. Fred for 50 is hilarious. Bruno Fernandes is the only guy I can say, that's a Man United player. That's a guy, put him on the pitch, he's a baller. In England they say, a baller. The rest of them... <laughs> I shouldn't need to compensate for Paul Pogba's shortcomings at Manchester United. When you're at Man United, you should be able to do everything. How many times are you going to hear Paul Pogba's, well, he's a deep-lying playmaker. Well, you can play him inside left. He's actually an 8. He needs protection in the double pivot behind him. He's a 10. I mean, if you're proper... I, I never heard anybody make excuses for Frank Lampard. He was six, eight, ten roll out wide on the left. Steven Gerrard, six, eight, ten roll. It didn't matter. Didn't matter. Angola Conte plays in the six, plays in the eight. Doesn't matter. You see what the performances are. Look at the performances. You use your eyes. Trust your eyes. People are who they are. Manchester United are the or a Europa League club, and Cristiano Ronaldo is an absolute legend. Of course it was going to get tense. Of course Ralph Ranić is going to feel the tension. Because he's also never managed at this level. I don't care. Listen, I'm not one for romance. Being the technical administrator and mentor at Leipzig is not being the manager of Cristiano Ronaldo at Manchester United. You can run your family's accounting firm. If KPMG say, come run our firm, <laughs> then we'll see what you're about. We're not going to praise you for one good day at Manchester United. We need five good seasons, winning seasons. And he's never had that kind of pressure as Ralph Ranić. And that is what Cristiano Ronaldo expects. For Ronaldo, a league title is just another Sunday. For Man United right now to win one would be a miracle equal to that of the coming of Christ. You see how a nine is dating a six in that sense? Folks, you, you, listen, your expectations of yourself, right, will determine where you end up in life. If you don't expect anything, of course, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be nothing. And Man United are, are there now. Top four is considered a trophy. Listen, if you haven't listened to the Know Your Power podcast. You can go and listen now on uh, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, look for the MKT show if you're there. Otherwise, Know Your Power. Um, it's myself, Sia Bela and some of his mates. Some of his chorms, as we say in South Africa. So go and listen to it. Um, Paddy Upton, such a powerful uh, podcast. Paddy Upton says, one of my favorite lines in the world, talent is not a skill. That's just one of the things Paddy Apton has to say. So um, go to Spotify or wherever you get your podcast. The Know Your Power podcast brought to you, of course, by Amarok, VW Amarok. 
um, you can go and listen to that I'd love to know what you think give me give me some feedback give us a rating by the way rate it five star wherever you listen um, especially if you're an Apple podcast terrible UX of course um, but you can go and listen there and let us know what you think Know Your Power podcast proudly brought to you by VW and Amarok uh, and the great Sierra Sonatla um, please go and listen to the Paddy Upton episode I, I, I think there's so much especially if you coach young teams I'd love you um, to give them this podcast. Let these young guys listen, listen and learn from somebody who comes from nothing and and is not looking for a pat on the back, by the way. See, he just keeps it moving. He keeps rocking and rolling. So go and listen wherever you get your podcast. All right, ladies and gentlemen, my name is MKT. This has been the MKT Show. And for now, we are the Howl. Out of here.